find the person who you want to be like and ask them to work for them for free. If you don't track your macros, at least track your protein. Dude, and everything in life is sales. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like anything you do, you have to basically sell yourself, sell a product, sell mm -hmm. a service. Yeah, sell something. Yeah. So I think it just comes down to just always wanting to better yourself, putting yourself in those situations where you're essentially little, the little guy and you want to get better. That's the best place you can be at because you can learn so much and not only push yourself further, but have others push yourself too. What's up guys? Welcome back to another episode of Treadmill Talks. I'm here with my boy Christian. Yes sir. Uh, Christian, introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Christian Coombs. been training at uh, Crunch now for a while. Just switched over to a uh, gorilla bench, training for uh, powerlifting. Known Chris now for what, like a couple, yeah. not a couple months, not, no, not even. Over. Really? When did we first meet? Because you came up to me I, no, I think it was I last year. With the shorts. Yeah, the it was the young LA shorts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was the shorts. I was like, hey, bro, I got the same shorts. Yo. Uh, when was it? Probably like. I think Christmas it was around. Break. Yeah, Christmas break. I think that's when you were down here last. Yeah. Yeah. yeah bro, time flies. Yeah, dude. It's already May, too, which is nuts. We're almost halfway through the year, and I feel like it just started yesterday. I know. I was thinking about that earlier today, too. Two years just flown by. No, it's insane. But I mean, um, Christian, so. Tell me a little bit about yourself, like background info. Yeah, so born and raised in uh, Tampa, Florida. Went to high school down here, graduated from USF. Um, played sports in high school and after sports, just really fell in love with lifting and had my first powerlifting meet back in October and ever since then, been hooked on it. So looking to do another one here and probably do the same one in October again and then do another meet in December as well. So back to back? Yes. Back to, oh, kind of back to back, yeah, a little bit. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited though. It's I love it. All right, before we dive into powerlifting, because that's like its own topic, and we're gonna talk about it a little later. Yeah. But what is something that has happened throughout your childhood, whether it's a person you met or a certain event or anything, that has shaped you into who you are today? There's, there's a couple. Um, without getting too deep into it, um, trying to think, I mean, just a lot of, experience of experiences in life, just through different jobs, through meeting different people, uh, reading, following a couple of different people through social media. I mean, just learning through others and learning through your own experiences, I mean, or my own experiences, just kind of shape me to who I am now. I mean, that's just a vague explanation of it. If I, if you want me to dive deeper, yeah. I mean, I could go deeper. Go ahead, bro. This is, this is like non-filter, off the dome, everything. Give me everything. Ah, all right, I'll, I'll give you a couple. So, um, graduated from college uh, back in December of 2020 and uh, was in the midst of starting a new job. And once I started that new job, um, I had a, a girlfriend for a while at that time and so we ended up breaking up around the time that I started that new job and actually a couple months later I ended up, get, I ended up getting a uh, fire from that job too so just being real with you all 100% and uh, those were probably two of the biggest experiences that kind of shaped me to a ho who I am now just learned a lot through a lot of self-reflection on it um, yeah I mean those are probably two off the top of my head that I can name that really uh, had a big impact on my life. 
So what did it teach you? Um, well, it taught me a lot of things I was doing wrong. So you know, if anyone follows Jocko Willink here, he talks a lot about extreme ownership and taking accountability and ownership of who you are as a person and changing things that you that you don't like about yourself. So it, that's what it mainly taught me. Um, trying to think if there's anything else I'm really missing. I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, outside of just learning a lot, I mean, yeah, that's, that's really, that's all I got for that topic at least, you know. Was it easy changing who nah, you were? Nah, change is never easy, bro. Like, you know, if it's, if it's easy, it's not worth it, but change will never be easy. But, you know, change is what leads to, in my opinion, you know, success. And I'm not saying that as like, I'm a successful person in any sort of way at all because I don't feel like I am. But um, that's I know that's what it leads to eventually. You know, you gotta, if you want different, you gotta move different. And Ooh. that's uh, that's what change does. And That's a bar. Huh? That's a bar. Yeah. If you want different, you gotta move different. I, yeah, if you want different, you gotta that. move different. I'm stealing that from you. Another one, if you want to steal this from me, so I'm kind of a. <laughs> I have, you know, I look at inspirational quotes, obviously. So one more that I'll drop on you here, and this this is actually leading to another topic that we we will probably talk about. Um, is uh, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. So if you want to take those two. Right there. <laughs> off the bat. Like, yeah, right you know, off the bat. Just getting deep bars into it. Right off the bat. <laughs> All right, let's, let's, let's rewind it a little bit. Um, so we'll talk about a little bit of fitness first. Uh, so you said you do powerlifting and you yeah. started back. So your first meet was last October. Yep. What, why? why? Why did you do powerlifting? So when I started my new job, I started working with uh, one of my employees that I work with. He owns his own gym. So long story short, I went to go tra train at his gym and I already had my coach at that time. So I, by that time, when I started my new job, I had, I had my coach for about six or seven months, but a little bit of background, I've known my coach for about 10 years now. Were you, what was your training for before that? So my training before powerlifting was just more focus on building mass with my coach like okay. it was just getting bigger gaining size but also gaining strength so it was, it was more power building than anything okay it wasn't so much powerlifting focus um and so long story short my co-worker is actually a world record power lifter his name's uh tony conyers you can get you guys can go look him up if you want to he uh he holds a couple records for, I think it's competing raw. So just in sleeves and a belt, maybe wraps too. I'm not sure off the top of my head. So anyways, um, found out through him that he hosts his own meet and it's a local meet here in Tampa that he does every year. So I just saw that as the perfect opportunity to compete and I wanted to do it. So I did it and now I love it. And slight background on that too. I was like most people are, or some people just love bodybuilding. Some people just love powerlifting. I was always in between. Like I was always, I've always wanted to do a show, but I've, but then I got the urge to you know powerlift after following you know like Russ Swole and Jamal and all those people out in Texas. It's like it's hard not to want to do. It's hard nah, not to want to do that when you watch them like twenty four seven. So 
I competed in October, and then I went to go watch a bodybuilding show in November, and absolutely like hated it. Really? Yeah, like it was just so boring for me, and it's just like another big thing why I like powerlifting so much. Not that I'm discrediting anyone in bodybuilding, because by any means that's not easy at all. Oh, putting no. yourself through that torture, torture for 12, 18 weeks, however long you're dieting for. It's just like you're kind of leaving it up to someone else to judge you on how good you look versus actual numbers that you put on a bar. Yeah. Now, again, it's not taking away from what people want to do. You know, everyone has their own taste and what they like. And if you like bodybuilding, by all means, you know, chase after it. But that's just my personal view on it. Okay. So. Now, I mean, it makes sense, like... Because, like, as much effort as you can put in, I've heard a lot of people who do power or bodybuilding, and they'll, like, grind their butt off in all prep and all of their off-season, and then they go to the show, and, like, one small thing can go wrong, or, like, it could even go very well, but the judges just, like, at the end of the day, it's not up to you. Like, right. you, can all do, you can only do so much where, I mean, as he put it, like, powerlifting is just numbers on a bar. If you can pull it, you can pull it or like you can push it or whatever yes it does come back down to like judges with like the three green lights and yeah. all that but i, I never really now, thought about see that. that's another thing too is because you're getting judged on three green lights and some people most i think i think one of the more controversial things in uh powerlifting when it comes to judges is the squat depth yeah. because like some people think they're hitting depth but judges will say no but the, you know so it's it's that kind of controversial thing too it's it's just like sports, man. There's always something that people are going to complain yeah. about. But at the end of the day, like, again, in my opinion, you know, powerlifting is more numbers versus someone judging you. But then again, it's like playing devil's advocate. You could come into a powerlifting meet and feel like you had the best prep ever and then just completely bomb. You know, like, it, 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 it could happen, too, in a meet. So it's like, you know... It could happen in both bodybuilding and powerlifting, and it can happen in any sport. Like it's just—it's just the name of the game. It's the risk you take for yeah. being, yep. you know, a competitor in, in anything. And then so, uh, for all the non-powerlifting listeners, or if you're watching this video, the the way a powerlifting meet works is you got your three main lifts: squats, bench, deadlifts. Does it in, matter which order you go in? No, it is. It's in that order. It's so squats, bench, deadlifts. Yeah. So it's uh, you you start with your squat, you get three attempts, and you move, move into bench, you get three attempts, and then you move into deadlifts, and you get three attempts, and you have uh, judges. The main judge on squat is depth. Um, the main judge on bench is your butt, butt coming, coming off, off the bench, yeah. which is my biggest issue. And then deadlift, you have judges, and I think. The main thing they look for on the deadlift is your knee lockout and lockout at the top with your chest out, or not chest out, but just the lockout in general. Okay. More so the knees. Like you ever heard the term like weak knees? Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what it's, it's referred to a little okay. bit. I think. I think. I, for my first meet, that's what I noticed that they look for the most in terms of deadlifts as well. Right. And then your goal is to just get nine out of nine lifts. Yes and no, because I mean, you can still, yeah, you want you want nine for nine, but overall, I mean, you can still get a red, a red light on or two red lights, which so two white lights counts, yeah, as obviously so does three, but if you get two red lights, that doesn't count. Like it has to be at least two white lights for it to count. But um, it's like what? majority rules, huh? Majority rules. Yeah. Lost my train of thought now. 
No, you're that. good. <laughs> what do you think powerlifting has taught you mindset-wise? Uh, delayed gratification, for sure. Like, that's been, like, the biggest thing because it's, like, you know, with bodybuilding, it's, like, you see the pump physically and you see yourself physically get, like, you know, bigger over time, obviously. So there's still delayed gratification, too, but when you get more into the technical coaching of powerlifting, you have like, it, it's a, such a slow buildup and then you taper, like you deload, then you have weeks where they're heavier, then you have weeks when they're lighter and then like, you know, you have the, the taper for your meat. So it's like, it's a really delayed gratification for power, powerlifting. Like I'll give you a perfect example. Like when I was prepping for my first meet, so when I was prepping for my first meet, my max squat was like 335, my max bench was 275, and my max deadlift was 455 or 425, something like that. Okay. So, you know, when when you're when you're prepping, you know, you, your first week at least, you start relatively low. Like you don't want to just jump the gun and go right. like 90% to your max lifts. Well, anyways, what it taught me is in that delayed gratification is that, you know, all that prep, all that work, you know, it all comes to, you know, when, you, when you're in that meet and that taper, you know, that it, it taught me pretty much that it, it just takes time just like anything else. Like, what I was getting at is that like throughout an eight week or I think I prepped for like 12 weeks for that just right. because I wanted to dial in everything and, you know, I wanted to perform well. Yeah. Well, out of those 12, le- 12 weeks, you know, before the meet, I finally tapered and I hit 495 on deadlifts. I hit a 405 s- squat and then I hit a, uh, a 315 bench. I didn't hit 315 in bench, which I was disappointed about. But then when it came down to the actual comp, I hit 515 on deadlift, 415 on squat, and then I only hit 275 on bench. And that was just because my butt kept coming up off the bench. So that's yeah. something that me and my coach have been working on. But anyways that's the delayed gratification part that it taught me so um, i'm still getting used to that whole factor because i mean christian knows i i talk to him about this all the time that's why i was laughing a little earlier when he was saying about how you gotta like trust the process yes i just started out my first powerlifting program and i basically i started it last week so i'm a week and a day in now and the numbers that the program has me doing and the numbers that I want to do are completely different. Oh, yeah, they're completely different, <laughs> dude. You want to do, like, big numbers, and the yeah. program is telling you no. Like, but, my program is telling me, like, like for instance, my squat right now, my max is at a 405. Yeah, but, which is really good, by the way. How much do you like, weigh? Like 195. Yeah, that's really good. My deadlift is what needs work. My deadlift is weaker. Well, we're working on that today, yeah, so we're I'll get on you after. right. But when I have that as my max, and then the program is telling me, like, do 335 for reps yeah as you're like you're working sets in my mind 335 is like one of my warm-ups to like my mm. working sets yeah so it's just kind of that like little burst to your ego bubble and it's like stop and just trust the process and it's something that he was saying it's like just delayed gratification because after a couple weeks i already know like the program will pay off and my numbers are going to shoot up absolutely but it's just like that mindset of just like stop rushing it and just slow yeah. down a little bit and let, let the work do its work so i'll add to it just with two other points so not only is it just trusting the process and delayed gratification but it's also taking your ego out of it too yeah. 
because like that was obviously my biggest problem too when I first started prepping with my coach because it's like I want to just be heavy all the time. Oh yeah. And you just it is you just can't. You'll you'll burn out too quick, and you'll fatigue, and you'll and you'll minimize the the gains that you can make and the strength gains you can make. Versus if you follow the program, it's a program for a reason. It's a reason it's there to help you maximize your strength gains. So. Those are probably my, my three biggest pointers of that powerlifting taught me for sure. What is something that you know right now that you wish you knew when you first started? I feel like you already know what I'm going to say to this because I've told you this a million times. <laughs> I think I do, but you, you say you got to say it first. Take a guess. I'll, I'll let you know if you're right or not. I feel like you're going to say something about the fact of just, it's like similar to what we were talking about, just like, like taking it slow and not rushing it? Yes and no. My, what I'm going to get at is take your damn D-loads. Oh. <laughs> like, so many people, like, don't... I'm not taking... I'm not talking about taking a full rest week from the gym. Like, a proper D-load is you're still going to the gym. You're just tapering back the volume, and you're pretty much not going as hard for a week. Like, people are like, oh, I just need, like, a rest day or, like, a day or two of, like, not doing anything. No. Take your full week. If you have a coach, listen to your coach about taking your D-load. And trust me, you'll feel a thousand times better when you come back the next week on your new block or if you keep the same block and you have higher numbers. Every time I've hit a PR, it's been off a D-load, fresh off a really? D-load, yep. Every time. When I hit the 405, yeah. fresh off a D-load. When I hit the 495, fresh off a D-load. When I hit the 315, you know, you get the point. So It just comes back down to the ego thing. Like, I, I know I need to take them for... For reference, guys, I've been working out for almost four years now, three and yeah. three and three quarters, you could say. I've maybe taken like two deload weeks. <laughs> it's all right. We'll get you right. I'll get you right. Don't yeah. worry. <laughs> do what I say, not as I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess one other point too. This is something that I just realized recently. So, I recently started tracking my macros. I told I told yeah. you that too. Yeah. If you don't track your macros, at least track your protein. Yeah. Like, at least track that. That way you know you're getting adequate protein. I feel like I've lost out on so many, uh, you know, a lot of gains just from not tracking and just thinking, you know, you know where you're eating and you know where you're getting, but you really don't know until you track. Or unless you're someone who's been tracking for a while and you know what you need, because I'm, I'm kind of getting to that point now. Right. But, yeah, at least track your proteins, if anything. I will say that's how I started out when I first started getting into the whole like gym and eating and everything and learning about protein. I started tracking everything on my fitness pal. Yeah, and I used after, the same. After like a year or so, I was able to realize like what am I eating and what I'm like how much I'm eating. So I stopped tracking. Now I was doing fine. And then every like six or seven months, I'll track like a week or so just to make sure I'm on track. Yeah. And if I'm not, then I'll keep that. I'll make that week maybe like a month to. Yeah, you'll to, make the adjustments. Yeah, exactly. Make the adjustment, mm -hmm. and if I'm good for that week, then I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. Then you'll just keep doing the same it's thing. It's like a yeah. checkpoint almost. Yep. No, just that's to make good. sure you're on the right track. That's good. Absolutely, bro. So we're still on the topic of like mindset and how you think inside the gym. How do you feel on like a bad day where you go in the gym expecting to hit a certain number? And then it doesn't help happen. Actually, since you already mentioned it, how did you how did you feel about your meet 
when you went in and your bench was, you said it was 315, but then you kept on like failing because of your butt, and so you ended up just hitting 275. How did that affect you? Um, you know, it was my first meet, so me being just competitive as I am from sports, I obviously want to perform well, but I also realized that it was my first meet. Um, and so I really didn't get too down about it. I was just kind of like, all right, well, I want, I want, me and my coach walked into the meet knowing that I needed to work on that. And we walked out knowing the same thing. I mean, you know, it's a learning process. It is what it is. Like, that's just how I looked at it. Like, obviously, yeah, did I want like at least 300? Yeah, you know, I wanted a 300 bench in my first meet. But, you know, it didn't happen. It is what it is. Like, I'm not going to sleep over it. I was, I still hit two PRs in, in the meet. So it's like, do I cry about one bench? Like, do I cry about bench or do I celebrate the fact that I still hit two PRs in the meet when I already hit PRs two weeks beforehand? Mm -hmm. So it's like, no, I'm not going to sleep over that. I'm still really happy with how everything went. It was a great learning experience. And I fell in love with it even more from that. And... You know, just you learn. That's how it is. Like failure is learning. So that's what it is. You think that applies outside the gym too? Oh yeah, dude, absolutely. There's so many, there's so many points that like you could you could take in the gym that will just apply to outside of life. Like the grad, like delayed gratification with your job or with school. You know, you're in school. I graduated from school too. Like, you know, I I know exactly what you're going through with everything, like with exams and everything like that. So, you know, delayed gratification with that, um, dedication and being disciplined with, you know, diet, the gym, and then being disciplined in life with getting, you know, a, example, your schoolwork done mm -hmm. or your work done, you know, at your job. Um, yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of lessons you can take outside of the gym and apply to life. And I think you learn the most important lessons of life or for life in the gym you know because i mean if you're not disciplined in your life you're not going to be disciplined in the gym and you're just going to be average at that point and you know let's be honest who wants to be average yeah. to the people that we hang around you know what no. i mean like i know you don't i don't like no. you're out here grinding like going to texas like filming doing a podcast like obviously you don't want to be average no. you know no, like not. exactly that's you know so and it's like I don't mean to sound cocky, but at the same time, it's like, I've put in so much effort and so much work. Like, a lot of you guys, like, don't see, like, the behind the scenes of whatever I've been yeah, doing. Yeah, I just saw today, like, setting up just a camera. Yeah. Like, But, yeah, you, know, you don't realize the behind the scenes. Yeah, so, no, like, like, the like mic right and now, everything. Yeah, like, there's the there's money, too, but there's, like, that's not even, like, the biggest thing. It's just, it's all time, and... A lot of people would say like, oh, I don't have time to do this. I don't have time to do that. I hate that excuse, man. I can't stand that excuse when people say <laughs> they don't have time. Now, granted, I'm excluding people with like families and stuff like yes. that, obviously, because like family over everything at the end of the day. But like in general, I hate that excuse of, oh, I don't have time because people make time for things they care about. Yeah, exactly. You know, so. It's like if, if you want something bad enough, you will do it. Yeah, facts. It just all depends on how bad you want it. Facts. It's like going back to the average thing. Like some people are fine with being average, and I mean, like that's good for you. Like you're living content and happy. 
Yeah, and to, I personally don't want to be like that. No, exactly. And to and to play devil's advocate with that, if someone's happy being that way, let them be happy being that way, man. Yeah. Like, why would you want to disturb someone else's peace? No. You like, know, like I'm not out there out here to do that. You're not out here to do that. I'm just saying, at least for us right now, we personally don't want that. Do we care no. if someone else wants that? No. If they're happy, cool. They're happy. You know, like it is what it is. Exactly. Like, I'm not here to judge people, but no, man. the people that I will say Absolutely something about not. are the ones who will complain about their living situation. And then not do anything about it. Yep. That's my biggest pet peeve, dude. And it's like... Like, like, complaining and then not doing anything about it. Like, ultimate pet peeve right there. Like, out of everything. That's the worst. Like, I refuse to be around people who complain about their situation and we won't change it. No. Like, no. I hate that. Because it's like, it's one thing to be trying and it's just not working yet. And I see yet. Yeah, there's a big difference in, in trying and in not working yet. Because things just take time. Exactly. Things take time. You know, that's just the reality of it. But, yeah. <laughs> You're going to be fired up, man. I could go on a whole <laughs> rant about that right now. I'm just like I trying not to. <laughs> yeah. I told you, there's gonna be, there needs to be a part two of this podcast, man. Like, maybe on a Sunday or something when, like, we're not having it's to go quieter. lift after this. Yeah. What are your goals outside the gym whether they're short term or long term oh man dude i mean short term just promotion at my current job or again maybe even changing jobs if that doesn't happen in the next like year or two because i've already been there for a year um you know buying a house in the next five years granted there's a lot of factors into that but that's still a goal of mine you know like short term wise and then uh, we're talking outside the gym, right? Yeah. So, yeah, it's mainly it, man. Just getting uh, getting finances in a, in a better situation. Not that they're bad now, but obviously they could always be better. Um, getting that better or, um, you know, promotion at a job. Um, what is it that you do? I feel like I should have asked this a lot earlier. Oh, no, you're good, man. I mean, I do uh, alcohol distribution. Okay. So, like, uh, try to give you the most like dumbed down explanation. So pretty much like I work for a distributor. So in Florida, there's a, there's a three tier process. So if you guys ever walk into a Publix or a liquor store and you see Jack Daniels on in the liquor store, that's not my brand, but we're the person who distributes it to that store. Okay. So that's what I do. Okay. So not like a driver or anything, but like kind of like in sales, like, right. like I sell it there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that, te that teaches you a lot of like real life skills right there, just sales. Oh yeah, dude, My uh, the job that I originally got uh, let go from was a sales job, but yeah, I, I can make a hundred excuses I'm not going to as, as to why I got let go, but I'm not gonna do that, because right. I, I really, it, again, it taught me a lot, but yeah, that was my first job, man, or uh, second job was uh, that sales job, and uh, yeah, dude, taught me taught me a lot, for sure. And talk, like, for me, I was a trainer back in my crunch up in Gainesville and a lot of or a huge aspect of being a trainer up there is having that sales side of you because you're trying to basically sell the service like before mm -hmm. you're going to train the person you got to sell them into buying that service. Dude, and everything in life is sales. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> and like, like anything you do, you have to basically sell yourself, sell a product, sell mm -hmm. a service. Yo, you sell something. Yeah, you gotta sell something at this point. Yo. So it teaches you a lot about, like, especially at a young age, it teaches you a lot about how the the way people think 
or their view, whether it's a something like a product or a Teaches service. Teaches you people skills. Yes. Yeah. Teaches you how to communicate with people, how to, people, how to read what people are thinking about, and how to almost maneuver and like not manipulate, but you're in an essence kind of manipulating. Yeah, not manipulating in a bad way, but just yeah. like get them to buy your product, get them to buy in pretty much. Basically. So, so it does teach you like a lot of great skills. So if anyone does get a, like an opportunity for any sales job, oh, take dude, it, sales is a way to go, man. Take it, and even if it's not going to be a long-term job, those skills that you're going to learn in that short period of time are going to help you out in so many different ways. Not just in sales, but in communications with others. They're going to build your social skills. Yeah, you're, you're just going to be way better off. So I kind of have like a, an example to give to that, yeah. not in terms of a sales job, but so my first job throughout high school was working at Publix. And so what'd you do? That was, so I worked up front, I worked at a customer service okay. desk. So every day I was dealing with people yep. and throughout like school in general, I was like more of a shy kid. Well, working in a store where you have to socialize 24 seven with customers, like that really grew me out of my shell. So I, if someone's out there and you haven't had your first job yet, I highly recommend a job to where you're not in an office, to where you're dealing with people every day. It's going to suck because no offense to anyone out there, but some people can be really annoying oh, yeah. and a pain, but it's going to teach you really good people skills because you let's be real. You can learn technical skills. You can learn Microsoft Office. You can learn Excel. You can learn all of that, but you can't teach someone people skills. No. You know, I mean, you can to a certain extent, but at the same time, they're gonna have to put in time and effort. And what? And I realized that once I I worked there, so I just I tried to learn as much about people when I was there. Like some people don't pay attention to that. No. And I'll drop another bar for you. <laughs> I got a couple. Shoot of them. at me, bro. Um. What is it? The the more you listen, the more you see. So what, it, what that means is talk less and just, again, it's literally listen more to what people see or yeah. what people have to say, and you'll just learn more as long as you're paying attention to it, if that makes any sense. That's literally what I did when I was at Publix for like seven years was just listen to others, and I just learned so much about people, and that's, you know, that, that's why I'm, a, I'm more social now than when I, I was back then. Like, if you were to come up to me like 10 years ago before I started working at Publix like you did, I've probably been like, why is this kid coming up to me right now? Like, oh, you like my shorts? All right, cool, bro. Like, thanks. Have a nice day. <laughs> thanks. Just walks away. <laughs> thanks. I'm going to go lift now. I'm like, I meet people like that up until today. And I mean, I'm not going to lie. I was the shyest kid you could meet back, especially yeah. in middle school and like half of my like, oh, high was, school. It was so bad. I was the shyest kid you'll ever meet in your life. Like, I would barely say a word or anything like that. Yeah. And... I definitely think the jobs that I've had have helped me because all my jobs have been, all the jobs that I've had have had me deal with people. Like, first ever job was working at Wendy's. Oh and man, this was how like, was that? <laughs> I just, I'll just say, don't get Wendy's food. <laughs> I'll just say that. Dang, bro, I actually like Wendy's a lot. Don't like, get their chili. All right, no, I stay away from that. Yeah. If you want, just stay safe. Go with like the grilled chicken sandwich or something. But low key though, out of like Burger King, McDonald's, and Wendy's, I'm always gonna choose Wendy's. Their <laughs> food is fire. I feel like they're all they're all terrible. Like the way they make it. Oh, they're all horrible for you. But oh, like, yeah. if I'm gonna go with one, 
bro. I'm gonna go to Wendy's at like one in the morning to get like their four dollar biggie bag. Four for four. <laughs> They're four for oh, four, God. bro. Absolutely. Like, anyways, all my jobs had me dealing with people, and yeah. that, to a huge extent, has made me who I am today. Mm-hmm. Like, my friends in Gainesville, every time we step foot in the gym, especially my roommates, they'll be like, are you going to talk or are you going to work out? <laughs> like, I go to work out. Like, I'm not there to goof off, to goof off but, like, yeah. at the same time, I just can't help it that... Yeah, you can't help it, I man. Get, at some point, basically, everybody started knowing me. Yeah. From... Working out there to making content there to working there at some point. It's like every time I look around, I'll just see people I know, and I'm not gonna not say hi to them. Yeah, I mean, you don't wanna be like a dick or anything. No. Like, you wanna say hi to them. Show respect. But yeah, point is, if you get a sales job opportunity, take it. Oh, absolutely. Not even, you know, for the money too, because sales is where the money is at. Unless you have your own business and it's doing well. But. Yeah, man, absolutely, 100% agree. Now you, so the way we do this is, I'll share my topics list with the, whatever guests I'm bringing, and Christian had a couple of topics you wanted to talk about. Um, you said you wanted to talk about the views on school. What exactly did you want to talk about, or like how did you want to attack it? What did I say? Views on school. Oh yeah, so I mean like, you know, some people say school is like a waste of time and whatnot. I'm kind of a devil's advocate for that. I can see how it could be a waste of time for some people, but then I can also see how you need it. But like, what's your views on that? Because you're in college. I went. I went to college. I graduated. Yeah. So like, as a student, like, what's your views on it? So, I definitely say it all depends on multiple factors, actually. So, one, the degree that you're studying. Personally, this is my personal view. No, uh, I'm not taking shots at anyone who's in a business major or anything like <laughs> that. That was me. <laughs> no shots. Like, I respect all of you guys, but personally, I think that you should follow the leadership of someone who you want to be like. So, for instance, for me as an engineer, I do not want to be like one of my professors, but I do want to learn what the professors have because I'm going to be using that in the engineering field. Yeah, you're going to use that at your job. Whether that's thermodynamics, whether that's like physics, whether that's uh, the fluids of mechanics or, or mechanics of fluids or um, anything like that. But I also think about it this way from a different perspective. All the business professors, if they're so good at teaching the business aspects. His point, I already know Why do they that. not start up their own Thank business? Thank you, yes, absolutely. Absolutely, dude. I couldn't agree more with you on that. So, it's, I come from both like sides and both point of views. If you're gonna study business, try to make and build your own, try, if you're gonna, all right, let me rephrase. I'll be honest with you, dude, half the stuff that you can learn in business school, you just learn in real life. Exa- yeah. Like, it, it, yeah, I mean, I'll just be real with you. As someone who was a business major, a lot of the stuff that I quote unquote learn in school, you can just learn in real life. My roommates are business majors. I, I live with four other people. One of them is an engineer, the other three are business. Yeah. But the stuff that they learn, I just, I don't know. Like, first of all, they're from out of state. So the, what, what I'm trying to say, like through all of this is, if your major isn't, I, in my opinion, I think 
engineering, medical, or like doctors and law are the only three majors that really need to be studied and, and like need a degree. If you're trying to be a business owner, I don't think you need a degree for that. No. I don't think you should be learning from professors. You should be learning from mentors who already have their businesses and who already have multiple incomes coming in, whether that's passive or active income. Um, if you're trying to be, let's say, I don't know, like, if you're studying art, I don't think you should go to school for that. I think you should be like trying to perfect your art and either sell it or try to make connections with other people who have that art or have that art skill and just try to build your connections around. I think, I feel like I'm blabbing up at this point, but- You feel like you're what? Blabbing and just like No, it's, speaking. it's facts. No, I'm not any art major, so maybe there's something we're missing there, but the, what you said about the business thing is, is true. That's facts. That's, I don't know, yeah, that's my opinion on it. And I've always been like a believer of, if you see someone that you want to become like, just follow their footsteps. And that literally just goes like goes to everything in life. Like I've heard, you've definitely heard it multiple times too. It's like find the person who you want to be like and ask to work for them for free. Yeah. Because and show them your value. Yeah, exactly. Like the stuff that they're gonna teach you, all the lessons and all the skills, is gonna be priceless because once you adapt their your life skills, mindset you, you can't pay and for their that. skills, you're gonna be able to copy exactly what they're doing and you're gonna be just like them, if not even better. Like, that's, that's a very simplified version of it, but it makes sense in my head, and that's exactly just what I'm trying to do. Like, when I went to Texas to, in Alpha Land to like, meet all the influencers, I was talking to a lot of them on like, what are the steps that they took, and like, yes, a lot of them would always say, just be yourself, keep posting consistently, and it does come down to that, but then some of them would give me like different ideas or different, uh, tips on on things that I was doing that I shouldn't be doing and things that they did that worked for them. So at the end of the day, it comes around. It comes down to who you are as a person and what you're learning around around you, and just use all that skill set to build who you want to be. Yep, agreed. What are your views on the fitness community? Yeah, so you went to Texas, like, I know I asked you this, but I don't know if you talked about it on your podcast or not, but like, you know, you met a lot of the influence over there, like, what were a good majority of them like? I mean, were they, were they, trying to phrase this correctly, how they are in camera, was that how they were in person? I would say, I went there expecting all of them, or most of them, to be arrogant or cocky or standoffish. Once I met them, I completely changed my mind. They were, most of them were the most humble people you will ever meet. So, a few names to drop. Russ Swole, pretty sure everyone knows who that is. Jaren Almeida, Yo. I met Cranon. I met Jamal, not Brower. I met uh, Jamal, he's Middle Eastern, Israeli. Uh, TRD or something like that, Maybe. his Instagram handle. I think I knew you were talking about. He deadlifts a lot too. Yes. Yeah, I knew you were talking yes. about. All of them are like, they're, they're all normal people just like yeah. us. And I think that's like, that was like something that I couldn't really fully grasp until I actually met him in person. Because like, to me, I was just seeing them on camera and watching them every single day. 
but then to go and meet them in person, like they're just another human being, like me and you and everyone else. So when I would go to talk to them, they would give me like all their attention, all the time that I needed. Very thankful, very humble people. Literally, Russ Swole himself came over to my deadlift rack and gave me deadlift tips because I asked him to. Unfortunately, I tried to record it, but my mic wasn't working. Oh, so that's why damn. I never uploaded it. I know, the one time I need my mic to work. But most of them were very, very humble. Yes, I met like one or two who were arrogant like that, but that's just the name of the that's game. That's to be expected, yeah. That's yeah, just the like, name of the game at that point. It, it's fine. They still gave me their time, and they still talked to me and all of that. <laughs> but at the end of the day, they're not like what you would expect them to be. They're just very humble, very chill. Same personality, though. I would say that. Same personality as online from the ones that I met. Nice. Uh, you want to talk about the views of social media? Yeah, there's something else that I wanted to yeah. elaborate some, on that you had on here. Um, let me see. You might have taken it off. Let me see. Psychology in the gym. Oh, yeah. What do you think of the keep going and pushing? So, are you cool if we touch on that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, man. So I think it just comes down to just always wanting to better yourself. And I'll get a little corny and motivational here. But this is what I said earlier about if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. For me personally, this ties into this. So like I said, I've been going to Crunch here in Clearwater for a while now. And I want to take piloting to the next level. Like I want to get better. Well, there is this gym that I switched to a couple weeks ago that we're gonna go train at here shortly. And the minute I walked in there, I just had a feeling that it was a place that I needed to be at because the people who lived in there and their intensity and their mentality is the same mentality and intensity that I lived with that I just don't get at crunch. You know, it's like, I feel, not that I feel weird because I've done it before and I don't care at all, but it feels weird like getting as amped up as I do in crunch sometimes because I'm not getting that same vibe from everyone else. And in this gym, dude, like the first day I was, I was there, this dude was benching like 600. And I was like, all right, I'm meant to be here. And then, but it's just aside from being around like-minded people and, you know, again, being the dumbest person in the room for, you know, for time's sake, saying it. Um, you know, it's just, if you're someone like me or Chris who, is competitive and wants to always be better it's like putting yourself in those situations where you're essentially little the little guy and you want to get better that's the best place you can be at because you can learn so much and not only push yourself further but have others push yourself too i mean i've always found myself someone who doesn't need someone to push them right. like i just kind of do it on my own right. like you know i started counting my macros on my own because i wanted to lose a little, a little bit of weight and just get it in a better body composition oh, yeah. My coach didn't tell me that. No one else told me that. I just did it on my own, and I just kind of figured it out on my own. You know, but if you're someone who needs a push, and, you know, there's nothing wrong with someone needing a push. We all need it every once in a while, but some people need it more than others. And if you're someone who realizes that about yourself, which, again, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that at all, you know, look for opportunities to put yourself in a situation to where you're going to get that push from other people. 
You know, like it's easy to get comfortable and complacent in somewhere that you're that you know. Well, you know, change is necessary for growth, and so you got to put yourself out there and find those opportunities where you can grow and be better. And I mean, I'm gonna touch up on that. I was gonna Dude, say the yeah, same touch exact up thing. on it for sure. Like, like you went to you went to Alpha Land. I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. For the same reason, like I'm right on the same page as you are. Like, like you went there for the same reason. You went there for content creation. You went there for connections. You went there to meet like different people. It's the same reason I changed to Gorilla. You know, and for that same reason. I've been once to Gorilla, <clears throat> but. The one time I went, it was like 2 a.m. Oh, no dude, one else was there. Wait till you so, go here today. In yeah, the afternoons, like it's wild. It, but like, I've touched up on this before. The vibes. So, I went to Alpha Land. I went to Corrupted Strength. They're both like the biggest gyms, I would say, in America right now. Uh, well, one Fusion, just opened up in Philly. I mean, I guess that's Fusion pretty and sick. Zoo culture, Fusion yeah. and Zoo Culture are like up there too. But Alpha Land and Corrupted definitely are where it's at though. I would the much vibes, rather go to those two than any of the other that we just mentioned. The vibes that were there when we went were absolutely mind-blowing. Like, I cannot describe it to you. First of all, you can't yell at Crunch here. Like, if someone's trying to PR... I mean, you can, but I mean, it's like, yes. you get weird looks. Yeah, like, you, and that's you, what I'm saying, man. Like, I can't, you can't do that here. Nah. In Corrupted, every single person... Like, if you ever see any of the videos of someone trying to hit a PR... And some people sometimes will film like the room. Everyone Everyone's in the gym watching. will stop what they're doing and huddle around around the squat rack, the bench, or the deadlift platform yep. and start yelling. That's the best. Until man. that person gets up the weight or any like the, the, the support over there is just absolutely mind. It's community. It is. It's community it's that family. you don't get in a commercial gym. No, you can't get that here. And I mean, unless why, you have like a group, a group of boys like you do at, in Gainesville. It's not the same. But it's like, not it, even. It's, it's not the same, it's man. Not even like, like, it's that. not the same. Like, like yes, you, you can have a few kids like yelling yeah. around like a bench, like, oh, get up, get up. Yeah. But over there, but, it's not the same. Yeah, nothing nothing compares to like, and again, I mean, nothing against Crunch, but it's like, nothing compares to like private gym vibes or like, you know, people who have their own gym and you have that, you know, community that's built on people, the same values. Like, dude, perfect example, me and Kyle were at Gorilla, I think, yesterday was my off day, the day before on Monday. Okay, yeah. Me and him were there on Monday, bro. This chick squatted 405. And the hype before that, during it, and after it was like <laughs> what insane. I live for and what is amazing, bro. Like. Like, the coach, we were all, like, hyping her up. Like, I was hyping her up. Like, everyone was. She was getting hyped. Bro, she took smelling salts. Like, bro, it was, like, the coolest thing just to see in person. And, like, it just made me fall in love with it, like, that much more. Like, I went to her afterwards. And I was, like, and I gave her a fist bump. I was, like, hey, like, that was amazing. Like, oh, yeah. you know, I won't be explicit on here, but you can right. imagine what I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was, like, yeah, that was a 20-pound PR. I was, like, yo, what? That's, like, I was, like, that's crazy. You don't get that community here. Like, no, man. In, in my way of thinking, and y'all can agree or disagree, this is just my thing. I think crunch is just for people who think of working out as a hobby. It's getting to that point. It used to actually not be like that. Like, really? Crunch used to be like, at least here, like, there used to be some heavy hitters here. Like, there used to be some pretty strong dudes here. And then once it got to like, that point where it's where it's like you know people who 
Man, I don't want to sound bad because I, I will never discredit anyone from coming to the gym. I'm not discrediting people. But it's like, like I that people, I guess, who didn't grind. take it as seriously. Yes. Like, some people like, will come in and just, like, some people, I guess, I, I understand they're locked in. They will get in and get out, don't talk. Yeah. But then there's other people who, like, who just come in and, like and I just, said, I'm not taking shots at anyone. Yeah. They're just here. They're just here to be here. Yeah. It's like, it's like almost like a routine for them. Like, yeah. oh, I'm just get in, go to the gym, and get out. But, like, if you go to any of, like, the private gyms or anything like that. Yeah, it ain't like that, man. Like, they're in there with a purpose. They're in yes. there to better you, to better themselves, and to better everyone around them. And it's like, that's exactly what you need if you're that kind of person that wants to get better and elevate whether you bodybuild or whether you're a powerlifter or if you're just someone who wants to elevate their fitness game in general, like, get out of your comfort zone and go find a place that's like that. I didn't even know that we had a place like this in Tampa and I'm in Do or in Clearwater and I've been dying to find a place like this in Clearwater and it was only an extra five minute drive from Crunch <laughs> and I never knew it. And I passed that gym like a million times and I'm kicking myself in the ass because I would would have loved to have been there yeah. for my first power to me. Yep. But I mean, hey man, things happen for a reason. Like it is what it is. Like, is oh well. Like, can't go back and change it and that is one thing i love about the gym is the people that you meet and like the, yeah the, we're not all assholes <laughs> <laughs> i may look like one in the gym yeah. that's just my face if you actually come up and talk to me i'll be the nicest person you meet oh yeah dude 100 <laughs> i had the worst rbf and i'm in the gym yep. it's the worst i'd be watching my videos sometimes and i'm like damn, like, no damn i just look pissed me. right now <laughs> it's like i swear i'm not i just look that way but oh, on that note Surround yourself with people who you want to be like, who you yeah. want to learn from. Surround yourself by people who will elevate you, not bring you down. Uh, you got any final things to say? Man, we need a part two. I just really want to go deadlift right now. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I just want to go lift some weights. We got to get man. after it, man. I'm pumped. I'm starting to get hungry. I just ate before this too. I had like a protein bar. Where can they find you on social media? Uh, C C O O M B S underscore 33. So C Coombs underscore 33 on IG. I don't do TikTok. That's really all you can find me on. So. Better man than me. Yes, sir. If I didn't post, I wouldn't be using anything. Yeah. On that note, appreciate you guys for watching slash listening. And this episode will be out by the time you're listening to this, probably Friday. And then there's another episode that will be dropping next week, next Friday. Part two, <laughs> part two coming soon. Part two coming soon. We need a part two. You already know it. Yeah, we need a part two. We'll I do it on like a Sunday when it's just like cardio or something. Yeah. So. On that note, that drops. Yeah.